your background, I love it. I'm like, this is my altar. And so I'm like, <laughs> whenever someone's always like, I like your candles. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, thank you. We are no. live on Fear Street. Yes. Hi. Oh. Happy Saturday. Happy Gemini season. It's forever. Um, <laughs> Just like our youth. Right? <laughs> I've turned 25, 25 times, and I will 25 more. Um, yes. <laughs> just where I'm at. Um, yeah. So we are here to talk about this first Alien movie, and we are joined by so many special guests. Do we want to just go around real quick? Sure. <laughs> yeah. No, we're, we've got three guests today. So first off, we have Miss Jamie. Welcome, Jamie. If you remember, she was on a Thirsty Thursday last month. Is that right? Am I crazy? Yes. April? April it all runs together. What is time in the <laughs> pandemic, you know? <laughs> and then we have Josh, who was our guest on the Tragedy Girls episode. Welcome back, you two. And then our Good first time back. guest, we have Bobby Torres. Welcome, Bobby. Uh, since hey. you're, the, you're the first time, we got to put you through the ringer. So, okay. number one, what's your favorite scary movie? Halloween. Easy. 1978, <laughs> to be exact. I wouldn't have believed anything else. <laughs> I, I didn't even think of anything else. That was right. that's the only movie. Right. I mean, you have to you you have to you know be you know you have to say 1978 nowadays just because I guess the newer generation would be like, well, which one? And the new one. Yeah. So you gotta say 78. Yeah. Um, so I'm making it clear that is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so They're not watching the movies. <laughs> are slashers your favorite subgenre? Um, yes, slashers, and I, I go in and out between like possession movies. Uh, as I love them, sometimes I hate them. I, I don't know. It depends on what I'm feeling. I guess it's the Gemini <laughs> Moon enemy, right? Um, <laughs> um, but I will say, uh, slashers would be like my my fave. It was a fun time, especially in the 80s. Yes. That was a yes. Time. <laughs> so mm -hmm. many. There's so many. They just show up to cutting people. And you're like, what for? It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't right. matter. <laughs> right. So, Bobby, uh, plug all your projects and uh, let people know where they can find you on the social medias. Oh, well, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, Bobby Torres with a Z, not an S. Um, and also, Bobby Likes a Spooky YouTube uh, page <laughs> and also on Instagram as well. Awesome, awesome. All yeah. right. Well, let's get down into Alien, because I'm sure we have a lot to discuss in this two-and-a-half-hour movie, I feel like. <laughs> All of these are so long. I didn't know. Every, every single one of them, I, like, check the timestamp, and I'm like, oh, damn it. Yeah. Yeah. None of them are under uh, – none of them are an hour and a half. They're all at least two hours. Two and hours. doesn't it feel like some of them should be only an hour and a half? There's so oh, much – That's There's... my hot take. <laughs> There's so much old school horror tropes in this. You see it with you do see it with the original Halloween. You do see it with other movies in the same sense where they are so long because they just build on so much suspense that rather than you know the jump scares being the scary thing, the suspense is kind of what's scaring you because you're sitting there for two and a half hours wondering what's going to happen. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I will say yeah. Alien did get me, though. It made me scream. <laughs> the suspense got me, and the surprise jump got me, and it made me scream. Oh, my God. Did you guys I – know, I know Trent and Sheree have seen this TikTok. I don't know, Josh, Bobby, if you've seen the TikTok, but it's like 
every single horror movie and it's the guy screaming and he's like oh, going yeah. through his house, but it takes him the whole three minute video to get to his front door. And then he closes his own front door. I've oh, <laughs> so many. I've seen one where it's like the Halloween theme. He's like running yeah. and tripping and then he eats a slice of pizza, throw yes, it down. That's what it is. <laughs> that was like the entire first. So, so the first like 10 minutes this movie are so we get so much information at once and then the middle 30 is just people deciding to stop and eat their pizza essentially like mm -hmm. in the middle of this yeah. movie we, and this is i love this movie full disclosure but yes we don't get anybody ripping out of anybody until 57 minutes in and that oh is my an issue. god that is an issue. Is it really well, is 57 that a minutes? whole hour in? I kind of, yeah, it's an hour in for an alien that's like, ah, out of somebody. And I'm like, this is, we could have done this like 30 minutes earlier. That'd have been cool. But what's so um, funny is that alien went from a baby to an adult within like two minutes. That's in my notes. Hold on. I'm going to pull up my notes. Because I was like, I was like, gestation period, question mark. Because it comes up, it comes up in Alien 3 as well, which I know we're talking about later today. But like, Sometimes they gestate for like hours and sometimes they gestate for like 10 minutes. And then when they pop out, they're fully grown aliens. And I'm just like, so which is it? Are we, I don't understand. <laughs> I want to see that though. I want to actually see them like grow, shed their skin and grow. I want to mm -hmm. see like that whole transformation because I haven't seen this movie in a very long time. So I was happy to watch it again. And I forgot about a lot of things. And when they found the shedded skin, I said, all right, so it's going to take some time for it. And no, oh, that was a full grown seven it's, foot alien. Yes. <laughs> it's like a kid on a soap opera. It's just mm -hmm. like we had it and now it's 22. <laughs> 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 grown. But like this whole movie could essentially be summed up with just listen to Ripley. Please. Please. Like, Absolutely. Hashtag that. Yes. I think it was also very like apparent because we are living in a quarantine time. And so for mm -hmm. me, watching the scene where they're like, just let us into the ship. And she's like, oh, uh, how about no? I'm like, no. oh, I feel it a little <laughs> bit more now. Yeah. That's everyone that wanted to come over without a mask on. And I was like, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that whole when they're climbing down the tunnel in the very beginning of the movie and it looks like a throat. I got oh, yeah. that feeling. Yeah, I got that feeling of like, oh, they're being swallowed. Like they're literally being swallowed into this whole new world. Mm. And so the feeling of like being contained, I think resonates with so much, so many of us that like actually follow the lockdown and quarantine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, like literally as they were descending, I just wrote in my notes, I was like, looks like a throat, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> All of my notes end in question marks. Cause I was like, is this an idea or is it just me like overanalyzing things? Uh, but yes, just listen to Ripley, and this movie would have been like a thirty-minute TV episode on sci-fi. Mm -hmm. I just, listen, I go ahead. Go ahead. I was like, listen to Ripley and don't listen to that damn robot because that damn robot yeah. got him in all the trouble. Okay, I, in the beginning. Yeah. Yes, everything about him grossed me out, and I will never forget watching this for the first time and being like, "Oh, he's like a weird cyborg hybrid," you know, whatever they call him in the movie—a hybrid, whatever. And also throughout this whole trilogy, I was gonna save this comment for later, but Ripley deals with way too many like top halves of men. In like every yeah. movie, she's like carrying around the top half of a man. <laughs> like she's like, you don't need the whole man. You don't need the whole man in 1980 space. That's what you need. Um, also, did the special effects like really hold up for anyone else in these movies, or was it just me? Like these first three, yeah. especially, I was like, these look like they were shot yesterday. Yeah, they're very really good. The, they're, sorry, go ahead, Shrey. 
the special effects are cute, but like the way they saw the future was still very 80s. So like even the yes. spaceship is wearing yes. shoulder pads. And I yes. was like, come on now. <laughs> the light bright uh, yeah. dashboards. These oh, yeah. screens. What? Yes. I thought the special oh effects God. were great, but there is one part of this movie that makes me laugh every time I watch it. And it is the scene where um, Ian Holm, they've got his head, obviously a prosthetic on the table. Oh my and God, then, yes. Um, before he finally comes alive, you see the cut and you see the transition just, and now it's Ian Holm alive, you know, underneath oh, the table. Yeah. Under table. Just, <laughs> like a head. And I just think it's so funny every time they're just like, you know what, every special edition that's come out with this movie, they have not taken that cut out and they have not like fixed that little transition. And I just like, keep it in there. Yeah. I don't mind it though. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's just something yeah. that I notice every time that I'm just like, oh, yeah. you could tell the difference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this time around, I clocked that while I'm still very much, we should listen to Ripley. Parker was the first person to be like, that's a Pavar Prey grade. Let's not go in there. Yeah, and they were like, "Can't listen to you. You're the only black person on the ship. We're going in." Look, Parker <laughs> is—he's my spirit animal. I love him. He just, the I'm whole really he just sitting here my... stuffing his face, talking, having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. Right? Well, I literally... if that one lady had listened to him, she might have lived because he was telling her, "Get out the way," and she was like, "I can't." She was so annoying. Yeah. I hated her. Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> she, she was not ready for space. She was not ready for space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she should have been there. Pat, I would love. I saw that comment on Twitch. I would, or whatever. Sorry, not Twitch. Um, I'm so used to streaming on Twitch, you guys. Uh, Pat said to remake Alien with me as Ripley. I'm down, but I don't know if I can shave my head. We'll see. But I literally have in my in my notes. I had Parker is a vibe. Yeah, <laughs> he's great, man. What? He's like, I love money for surviving space. And they're like, no. That's <laughs> then he was like, let's not go check out this mystery ship. How about we don't do that? Especially when right. you're not giving me a raise. And they were well, like, no. <laughs> but they wanted to be they wanted to be attacked by aliens. They were out here searching for aliens. They were swiping right on all the scary aliens. And they were yes. like, who's going to eat us? Who's going to eat us? And Ripley and Parker were like, let's not. What? Well, and like the whole movie basically turns into mousetrap, but for adults. Mm -hmm. Like that's strange. That's like literally, we got like a smooth. I think it was at like the one fifteen, like the hour and fifteen mark, and I just wrote like mousetrap for adults, like with aliens essentially, because they're trying to escape them. But when the face hugger first drops from the ceiling, when that xenomorph drops from the ceiling, that will forever be scary to me. I know it's oh, coming, yeah. and I still am like, oh, like every time. But yeah, it's essentially mousetrap for adults. Like they're like, okay, if we put this here and then we make this person go here, then we can survive this and da da da. And the scene with them banging on the glass, like you were talking about, Josh, and like telling, saying like, let us in. I'm just like, okay, if we're already in space and we already know that the aliens are like inside their body, like, can we just <laughs> keep them in the little locked compartment? Like, do, can't we like slide them their meals through the air venters? I don't know. Like. <laughs> Yeah, but the whole thing was crazy. when the face hugger was on his face, they kept thinking, oh, well, it's feeding him oxygen or whatever. Like, right. just keep right. him alive. They didn't think that it was impregnating him and putting a fucking alien inside of him or whatever. So, I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> think that I would be in that situation. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. An alien was still on your face, dude. You might have to just stay quarantined for a little bit. Just a little Listen, bit. Listen, when they show the eggs and they're, like, pulsing and clear, 
my like trick what is it called trick to filia trick to million when you don't like a oh, bunch of little yeah. holes together yeah oh i was like itchy afterwards i was like i forgot how right. gross this movie is i told sheree i was like this whole movie is just like sponsored by ky jelly like the whole series <laughs> the whole series. there's something soothing about that to me i don't know just seeing it like post like that and then it just opened up i was like oh that's cool i like that <laughs> I'm weird. I'm sorry, y'all. It's so interesting about that though, because that is one of the like horror tropes of like things that happen in horror movies but don't happen in real life. Right. You mm -hmm. see an egg on an alien planet and something is moving inside. Who goes in for a closer look? No. No. He went. Who goes in for? A, he he stuck his head in there and said, "Please, <laughs> please jump on me and hurt me." Yeah. He was asking oh, for it. He kind of deserved God. that because nobody goes that close. Right? I, I think a lot of people asked for things in this movie. Uh, not to jump forward towards the end, but Lambert's death in this movie is always something that I'd be like, why didn't mm -hmm. you move? Why yeah. did you stand there and cry? When, you did exactly. not move. She the whole the time when he was coming after her and then he was going after Parker, that was her chance right. to run. She didn't she even like, She just cried and cried. And I guess it's, I, I mean, I guess it's something like she was in shock. She couldn't move. She was emotional throughout the entire movie anyway. Maybe she just didn't want to be there. No. Let it happen. <laughs> she uh, she should have called out. She should have called yeah. out. She didn't and then everybody did. Because she kept getting in the way. <laughs> She was, what Sheree said, she was the weakest link. And I was like, listen, <laughs> I'm all for, like, I'm glad we have more women in this movie. Like, shockingly, the casting was, like, fairly okay for this movie. Like, I forgot how, you know, I guess, like, vibrant it is. Or, like, you know, I was like, okay, like, cool, this is great. And then she started, every time she talked, I was like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting, too, because the actor won a Saturn Award for her performance. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I, I, she she won a Saturn Award. Yeah, it's also yeah. I I I believe that she also thought that she was cast as Ripley. Um, <laughs> she auditioned through the through the process <laughs> and was auditioning for Ripley. And I don't think it was until she got to her costume fitting where they told her that she was playing Lambert. Damn. And they had to beg her and like persuade her so much to take the role. And they convinced her that she was the audience like she 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 was supposed to be the connection to the audience like she right like the she, audience proxy right um because okay. she didn't like the fact that the character was so emotional and was just so all over the place and so like they had to convince her to take the role but i'm pretty sure she thought she was playing ripley for the longest time well and we it, all thought we were going to be ripley so like she could just get along <laughs> yeah, but listen but it's really interesting that so they wrote he they wrote ripley as just a character. They didn't assign Ripley right. a sex um, until casting. They cast a woman because they auditioned both men and women. Um, and so and then the one woman they actually wrote as a woman is like the emotional. Right. And uh, like down. Like, yeah. Mm. Yep. So Gorni Weaver killed this role. Oh. I loved her. And 100%. I, I still love her to this day. Iconic. I want to meet her someday. She's great. People sleep on her because they're all like, well, we have the Halloween franchise, you have Nightmare on Elm Street. And I'm like, Sigourney Weaver was fighting aliens in space, which is the ultimate, yes. we can't just leave the house. The rest yes. of y'all make choices. She's like, I'm on a ship. I got to fight this. Yeah, <laughs> um, yes. Everybody else is like, I just want to hide upstairs in the attic. Right. She didn't have an right. attic. <laughs> you, you didn't you have an what? attic. I don't, when I think of uh, Ripley and Sigourney Weaver in this movie, I don't think of her as like a final girl. 
I think of her is like in the same way that I think of like Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator mm. or right. like badass people. Because mm-hmm. you're right, she's not high, she's not she's trying to survive, of course, but she's not trying to survive by hiding or you know she's just gonna fuck some shit up. <laughs> yeah, especially at the end, like soon as she's seen that alien hiding. First of all, I jumped again, even though I've seen this movie before. But when she was like trying to do whatever, and then that alien was sleep in that little compartment, blending in, and it just like popped yes. out or whatever. She went in the bed, got in her little suit or whatever, and it's like she didn't think twice. She was scared. But she was like, all right, I'm going to just get in this and do what I have to do. It's like, she didn't go running. She didn't go hiding. She she had a plan. So that's why I was just like, Ripley. Mm. And she knew the cat was safe. Yeah. That part. I was going to say, it's, I do <laughs> like that they, that they added the cat for this. Because I know there was a version of the script without the cat, I think. I think it was like something else. But, but her... I mean, like, how many of us through this pandemic have relied on, like, pets to, like, be our, like, emotional anchor, you know? And it's so funny because she's, like, she's, like, well, as long as I have the cat, like, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm just, like, Ripley's a millennial, confirmed. Like, it's fine. Yes. I I like the cat more than I like having a kid in space. I don't want to get too far in the conversation. I was going to say, that's in my notes for two. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of two, I just want to like full disclosure to you all here and everybody watching. I have never seen like as of now, I have never seen the following alien movies. So this will be me watching these movies for the first time. Yeah. So you are about to get all the hot takes. You are about to get all of the 2021 opinions about what these movies are, because I I, I watched the first alien movie uh, actually at the beginning of quarantine. Um, and loved it. It was absolutely amazing. As I, I call myself a movie buff, but there are still so many movies that are considered like greatest movies of all like cinema history that I still have never seen. Um, and this this series is one of them. So I'm really really excited to get frustrated and scared and happy at the same time today. Yeah, you want to have a good time? No. Yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait for your thoughts on two because I saw part of two the other day and I gotta watch all of it today. And I have thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm going just... to say, though, that 2 is my favorite out of the whole entire thing. Like, I do love Alien because it is more of a horror movie um, compared right. to 2. 2 is more like an action, but 2 is just more of a good time. It's more fun and just not just dealing with one, but dealing with multiple aliens. And then the characters are exciting, too. I, I just love it. And then iconic scenes, like with Ripley at the end, robot, whatever. I know they're going to say that to y'all next one, but I'm just saying, like, too, that's my shit. The pacing is better. Like, I know that yeah. it's a it's a different vibe, but the pacing is so much better, because in mm-hmm. this one, we spend, like, 20 minutes getting to know the ship, and 20 minutes floating to the new spaceship that we just found. And, like, I just, I want to get us there. I am a millennial. Microwave this shit. Let me go. Let me go. <laughs> I mean, I don't... So here's my only, everyone else thinks that this movie is, like, an hour too long. I think it's only, like, 30 to maybe maybe 30 minutes too long of Same. extra stuff. But but here's the thing is like when they're walking, like when Ripley is first shown like walking down the hallway with her gun or her, does she have the flamethrower at that point? I watched this earlier this week and I've seen this movie like a hundred times, but but them just like walking in the hallway and like being in the ship, like I try to remember that like, it's very The Shining. Like this is essentially the, yeah. if, if, if The Shining took place in space, like it's very similar. 
Um, and I know that The Shining is also like Stephen King's least favorite of all his adaptations, so that's probably saying something. Uh, yeah. Um, but you don't like The Shining? I I like it for what it is. Oh, I but love it's not, The Shining. It's like, not an yeah. adaptation of the book. It's, it's not an adaptation of the book. The book I is completely book. different. Yeah. Right. And I'm a and I, full disclosure. I'm a massive Stephen King fan, so like, yeah, I have my beef with every single one of his adaptations. Like there's not a single one that I can't pick out at least two things where I was like, mm. but anyways. Yeah. I read The Shining, but I read The Shining in middle school. So to be honest, oh. there's not a whole <laughs> lot that I know about it. Um, but the movie, I love the movie. I wonder if it, if I did read the book now, if it would make me dislike the movie. It would. It would. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I don't like hate it. I just think it's something I have to go in and remind myself that it's just like a different story but but this this there's a scene in particular that i'm thinking of where ripley's walking on the hallway and i think you really get a grasp of just how like honestly like effed up it is that they're in space right now like i was like oh my god they are when what it's the line when he's saying how long it'll take them to get back to earth and he says like mm -hmm. 10 months and she's like i'm sorry oh. what <laughs> listen <laughs> How many of us have not had the thought though? If I could hypersleep for like a smooth five or six months, <laughs> I would also. Let me hypersleep like, a full ten months, so when I wake up, my ass is you know rested. Weird. Yeah, yeah I'm we, good. We can... That's actually something that I thought about in regards to the cat. They're going to hypersleep for months. Is oh, the cat shit. also the going? To... Not... Who's feeding the cat? That is something that I thought that the cat was there as a device. The cat was there to replace like a child. The cat was there to replace like, you know, the one who instigated like, okay, well we have to go find this because we got to find the cat in the first place. Uh, but the whole time I just kept thinking, I'm like, okay, well what happens with the cat when everybody goes to sleep for six months when they're traveling back to earth? Well, I've genuinely never when, thought of that. When she goes into <laughs> the, I don't, I've never thought about the beginning of it, but when she goes into the escape pod, she puts the cat into a hyper sleep yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. So maybe the cat is, maybe the cat's in one of them with them. Yeah. I think the cat might have had their own on the way out, but as things blew up, they had to share in the end. Now I'm just picturing like a kitty sized pod and I'm <laughs> <laughs> they, they did. They're like, you're gonna be in space, you're gonna need a support animal here. <laughs> Literally, but but I will say that like there were so many moments in this movie where kind of what Trent and Bobby were saying, like there's they hit so many good like horror quote unquote tropes, but they don't feel like tropes because they're in space. And so like, that's why it cracks me up when people are like, oh, Alien's not really a horror movie. And I'm just like, it It really scared me as a child. So I'm not really sure, you know, like what y'all watch, but it scares me as I remember me a few months adult. ago, a few months ago, people were on Twitter, like debating. Having the big. And, yeah. And I'm just like, child, sci-fi horror, leave it alone. That's what it is. Sci-fi horror. Like it's a horror fucking movie. Somebody wrote a huge article about it, talking about the reason why it's not a horror movie is because it takes place in space. Wasn't that their argument? Yeah, that was their yeah. argument. And I'm yeah. like, have you never heard of the sci-fi genre? Like, it makes yeah. no sense to me either. I think I mentioned this to Sheree a few times before when we talk about horror films. I don't get scared at horror films. Nothing Same. exactly. What Ryan said. Ryan. I don't. I don't what Ryan get scared. said. Mm-hmm. I don't get scared at horror films. I don't. I don't like scream at jump scares. I don't like. Well, Alien made me scream at a jump scare, but it takes place in space. <laughs> I have said this to multiple times too. The only thing that will scare me and make me nervous is stuff that takes place in space. I. I and I guess it's because there is such an unknown. 
we like to pretend that we know so much about space and what goes on, but do we actually? We, don't we hardly know how to take care of the damn earth. Um, right. So <laughs> when, when we venture out into a place that we know that like, you know, you can't step out of like a bubble up there or you can't breathe and like what is up there who is up there the fact that ufos are now real and confirmed now i'm just questioning a whole lot of things but mm -hmm. it's just very much like space is scary hiring? right yes <laughs> are they hiring? oh my god beat me up please that's like the best. <laughs> pain. i'm gonna say you know what please just come get us just we kind of deserve it at this yeah. point save us i literally yeah, just, just said that on twitter josh away. i was like i was like we're not even using the earth correctly so like just come on, like, just just, get come get us, come pick me up, mom. I'm scared. Yeah. Like, that's, it's, I literally said the same thing though, Josh, about like, I love horror, but there, I don't love, like, there's certain aspects that I don't like, like, that we've talked about this before. Um, a lot of body horror really gets to me, but I love slashers. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, Alien is the entire series is almost all body horror. So, this was like, four wild excuse me six wild movies to watch through but this is the this movie to me does what all good horror when i wind up liking it best does i get a sense of dread of like hopelessness and yeah. to me that's the real horror so yeah. like i always go back to night of the living dead because i'm a, a huge romero fan but like it's that contained hopelessness and that's literally what alien does best is that it puts you in a space where you're like there's nowhere to run. I can't hide. I don't know how to fight it. And it's, I, in my opinion, if you're looking at it through, especially like a feminist lens, and especially with Ripley as the main character, it, it is literally like an allegory of a woman's life, like here on earth. Like it doesn't matter where we go. There's some kind of threat following us, or we're told to like, hold your keys between your knuckles when you walk to your car. I've literally been told because I have super long hair to not wear my hair in a ponytail when I run so that somebody oh. can't grab it. And I was like, first of all, if they can catch me, like, good luck. But, <laughs> but in all seriousness, like, she's in this contained space where she doesn't make the rules. There's something chasing her that she's told isn't a threat. She's being right. gaslit the whole time. And yep. then on yep. top of that, there's a constant fear of being literally impregnated. So it's like by something you oh, don't wow. want to impregnate you. So to me, this is like the per this is why I love this movie so much. I think it's the perfect allegory for like, honestly, just being a woman, <laughs> but, but especially like going from being told that like, okay, if you can achieve this very narrow specific set of like what a woman is, this femininity, we're going to reward you with attention and time and affection. But then when she's, you know, the leader and masculine, and everything she's punished and so yeah i think it's a great like being on the ship is just like being a woman on earth like that's why space scares me but it's not that different <laughs> because even also yeah. even also she's the one who's like we shouldn't do this this is a bad fucking idea and they're like, like you're you you're a woman let them on and then you're like, you're fallout that's every job yeah. i've ever had every yeah. job i've ever had i'm like this is like all the guys lawsuits can't right. hear you. <laughs> yeah, all the guy friends that are like, we should go to this dive bar in the middle of the Upper East Side at 12 o'clock in the morning by ourselves. And you're like, should we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, um, what? first of all, this is the first film that actually made me scared of space. Because like before yes. this, 
before this, you were watching like Star Wars, but it's like, oh, it's fun. We're in space and we're going to go shoot people or whatever. It's not super scary or Star Trek or Doctor Who. Nothing before this was like, this is how fucking scary space is. Yeah. You don't know what the hell is out here. Get ready for it. Um, but also imagine for a second if they hadn't have cast Sigourney Weaver and they had cast a man as Ripley, it would have been a completely different film. It wouldn't have been as effective. We wouldn't yeah, have been exactly. I, I, I do genuinely wonder if it would have been critically panned had it been a man. Because at that point, doesn't it kind of just, just doesn't movie. it kind of just end up the Terminator? Yeah. In a way, yeah. At that point, just like what was new about it? What was different about it? What was kind of, and I guess that also speaks to the audience. Um, who connects to it? Who really has anything like, I mean, I mean, I mean, Jamie just perfectly said something that like I had never mm-hmm. thought about with this movie. I don't think a lot probably thought about this, this movie, but it, it offers up so much deeper of an analysis and and I yeah. also think that that's also something that makes this movie so scary is that it does open up this question because had it been a man, it just been cool, yeah, and 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 that's it. Yeah, that's true. No more men in horror films. <laughs> <laughs> no more men in horror films. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Unless it's Patrick Wilson, in which case, yes, that's but <laughs> no, I'll be conjured. I can get conjured right now. But like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen the newest Conjuring yet. I, I'm still on my list oh. to do. And I, the Conjuring movies have a special place in my heart, so I'm very, very excited to watch the third one. Um, you should have joined the Clubhouse. Yeah. I, yeah, we, we watched it together. I, I saw that happening. Um, my partner and I have been binging uh, Legendary and Hacks on HBO Max, and we just moved into Love our Legendary. new apartment. So we have a whole lot of like boxes that are still around and everything, so we've been kind of just... Unpacking our lives out of that, but yes, legendary. That's an entire love legendary. Love legendary. Legendary is <laughs> uh, so amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I don't think it would have been as effective as a film with a male lead. Like I just think it would have been another, maybe not even Terminator, but it would have just been a generic like, okay, a hero kills some creatures. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like, I think also Sigourney Weaver is so underrated just as an actress. A hundred percent. Yeah. That scene where she finds out that the company has basically screwed them <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> Love it. When she finds out the company that they're working for has screwed them from the beginning, they mm-hmm. knew this creature was out there. That's what they were doing. And then the, 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 the uh, screen pans back and you see Ash next to her. The acting is yeah. incredible in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, I think it was. Oh, sorry, sure. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go. I was going to say you can't even escape capitalism in space because they're still like bottom dollar. No, mm-hmm. fuck you all. Yeah. Um, true. true. Like true. I like I mean, how, because, what... Sorry, that that I mean that's ultimately like why they had to go to the new planet anyways because mm-hmm. we have to. We won't get paid. It is in our contract that our lives matter less than this new species that we have to go. You know, check on. Right. That's what I was going to say, Josh. Yeah. Ash was not even part of the crew until like two days before because like when her and Dallas are having that like quiet fight, which I was like, y'all can use some volume. But he was like, we had a different science person and they gave me Ash and this is what it is. He's a science person. And I was like, so cool, cool, cool. Your science person's being weird and they were thrown at you two days before you left the ship. Hmm. 
That feels fishy and feels wrong. What? <laughs> I just, the use of milk in this movie disturbs oh. me on such a deep level. Like when they're film, when they were filming it, you guys know the story, right? About like, no, used, tell it. They yeah. used actual <laughs> milk. So like when, when he's all like curdled and stuff, like it smelled like that, at least according to, oh. you know, the blogs and stuff that I've read. So the use of milk and like lube in this movie, it made it feel <laughs> so, I was like, why is everything slippery? Like, why is everything, <laughs> what? Like, I just heard like Migos in my head. <laughs> like that's like, and of course, like my significant other is like, what's wrong with you? Um, but I think that's something it does really well too, is that when it comes down to it, it shows us like, okay, when, when push comes to shove, can we make these difficult decisions? And they feel like real decisions. Like in other sci-fi mm -hmm. movies, they don't feel real. Cause they're like, we have to get the time turner stone and put it in the crown of Balthazar and place it on the altar. And you're like, what, <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know what that means. Right. <laughs> but, or, or you have like some physicist who's like, there's 25 quarks left to the right of the, you know, black hole and we're going to hit warp speed. And I'm just like, yeah. English. But yeah. And and like I like go full like stupid actor brain when they start talking about that. I'm like, what? Um but but in Alien, there's like a visceral, very real threat. And I'm sorry, but when he drops from the ceiling the second time and it like scuttles across the floor. Yes. Oh to me that's it's the grossest thing I've seen in a horror movie in a long time. And that's including stuff like you know, saw the all of the saw movies, like all that. Having something foreign in your body is so horrifying to me as a woman, especially where I'm just like, oh, this is terrifying. So when people say that it's not a scary movie, I'm baffled. I'm truly right. baffled. Right. I'm just like, have the, you watched this in the last five years? The yeah. second he falls out at the dinner table, which is fifty-seven, oh my God. In, and something rips its way out of him, we're in a horror movie because before that, you're like, okay, we're in a spaceship, space. doing spaceship. Got it. Space Girl Summer. And then all of a sudden, Space he's like, summer. oh, no. <laughs> and you're like, oh, this is a can, horror movie. Can we it make does... it a thing this summer, Space Girl Summer? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm going to wear my Space Girl. <laughs> it does Space make Girl. me really wish that I was there in the era and the time to watch yeah. this movie when it, like, premieres. You kind of don't get that with horror movies anymore. Horror movies now, you you know if it's supposed to be a horror movie, if it's supposed to be a thriller. The mm -hmm. the trailers and the marketing and the media and 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 like and like pre screen reviews, they all kind of tell you how you're supposed to feel about a movie yep. before you see it. And so there is kind <laughs> of a thing that like I think about with The Exorcist a lot. Um, and and I guess I can make the same comparison with the with with Alien. People were throwing up. In, in the theater and, and like on the streets whenever they saw ex the exorcist and the iconic um chest burster scene in in, in alien it's it's iconic and people talk about like how they felt when they first watched it and for me i i I'd, I'd, never, I'd never seen the movie before but i knew it was coming so i kind of had like this preconceived notion about how i was supposed to feel watching it and i won't lie there is a part of me that because i knew it was coming and because i knew how iconic it was supposed to be it left me feeling a little underwhelmed Mm. And I think, and I think it, the payoff for that would have been so much better had I gone into these movies, you know, completely oblivious to what they were supposed to be about. And I, and and I do think that maybe that is something smart. Why the movie's pacing? You don't find out it's a horror movie until fifty minutes in. 
because then it kind of just flips everything on its head and it just becomes a suspense horror film that you're just like, oh, holy shit, we're here for something completely different than I thought we were coming in for. And I well, love that. How many of us actually watch multiple trailers of a movie anymore? I try not to. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I cut it off. Like if I see like a little, sometimes they'll tweet like a shorter teaser, you know, instead of the whole trailer. I don't watch movies. Excuse me. I don't watch trailers for movies anymore. I watch lots of movies um, because it sets that expectation of okay, th- there's going to be this scene and then there's going to be this scene. And I talked about this in a room on Clubhouse when we were discussing The Witch. That movie I know is has very mixed reviews for people, but I went in only knowing the title and the tagline, and I wound up really enjoying it. Like I, I say, well, and I yeah, think great. part of it too is like, again, with the marketing, I just think of 2001, a space odyssey. So I saw, I actually saw alien first and then I saw 2001 and I know they came out opposite order, but that's arguably to me, that's the first horror movie in space. Cause I think it's a, a scary horror movie. <laughs> um, but I think with alien, they actually didn't give away that much in marketing, like you were saying, Josh, like all the trailers I go, went back and watched after I rewatched it, they don't really talk, like they show bits and pieces, but then for everything from Aliens forward, they do. They give away a lot in the trailer. And I think that that really like screws the audience's perception and I think it colors their overall, like you said, like their review. I think if you don't yeah. watch trailers, you enjoy the movie more. I agree. I also think that that's really why I'm very, very excited to move forward during these next two days and just go mm. watch them now because I won't lie, I know nothing about Aliens. I know nothing Good. about Resurrection. I know nothing about Covenant. I have seen parts of Prometheus. I, I know mm. like what the outcome of Prometheus is just because you know I had friends in college who watched it and had it on a pony and everything. Um, but other than that, I, I know Winona Ryder is in one of the movies. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see her. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but that's I I don't know anything else that's about to come. So I'm very very excited to have just like a full honest opinion that is not tainted by anything. So right. <laughs> excited. So, okay, one of the parts that made me laugh and it might have been because of a movie that Sheree and I had just got done covering, oh, which no. I don't want to say anything about cuz it's coming out later. But um is the scene I can't remember who's the, what's the captain's name? Dallas Dallas. Dallas. I think I know what you're about to say. Like, I already know. He's going down. They're trying to flush out the monster and the and the air ducts or whatever. And he shines the light on. And it's like, hey, Surprise! <laughs> That's the part that made me scream. <laughs> I was so angry. I was watching it with my partner, and I was just like, okay, I know what's gonna happen. It's a classic horror trope. We all know the jump scare is about to happen. I'm here expecting. Holy shit, there he is! It made me scream. It was it no, was the physicality of like. Hey. <laughs> it did the. I'm here. It did the Italian hands. It did the. Well, what are you gonna do? <laughs> so good. The other time I laughed is at the end when she's like, she knocks it off of the ship, and then it bounces back, yes. and it hits it, and you hear the thud. <laughs> I just I lost my shit because you had this like giant alien in space, like ugh. What's that song reminiscent of when Russell Crowe dies in Les Miserables? Whenever he just like throws himself off of the tower and it's like this 
for for the movie, I like the movie. I'm 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 a fan of Les Mis. The movie. Well, I like but the movie. Like, yeah. It did not need to have the whenever he hit the. It was just like, oh, oh, we were almost there. The, the Foley artist is just in a studio. Like, how can I? Make this ridiculous? <laughs> how can I make Russell Crowe more of a joke than he already is in this movie? Well, the the thump that Shrey's talking about, the moment that Trent was talking about, and then um. Oh my God. Anytime that Ripley had to like sigh, she just, she, she does this and it's a Sigourney Weaver tick. Cause like some actors do it too when they're like, <sighs> and they like unhinge their job to sigh. And she's just like 3000% done with everybody. The whole movie. <laughs> like if you go back and watch it now, after we talk about this from like the 45 minute mark on, she's doing a lot of like, <sighs> And it's just, I don't know why it sends me every time, but she's, it's a lot of mouth breathing. And I'm like, are you okay? Like, do you need some like sinus? Now that you say like that, she does, she does that a lot. And she does it in other movies as well. You're so yes. right. <laughs> I notice because I'm an actor, like I notice when other actors have something they do frequently. And then, and I'll talk about this later because I have like pages and pages of notes for the sequel and for Aliens 3. But she she dials it back in Aliens 3 after she shaves her head. And I was like, is her, I was like, breathing connected to hair? Question mark. Like, <laughs> and she's like, it's, but, but she does such a good job in this movie of being, um, I'm glad this movie came out when it did as well, because if this came out in 2021, I'm just thinking of all the like shitty memes people would make of it where someone would be like, Yes, queen. Like I was on Tumblr in 2011. I saw like when people would make those like collages of all their favorite characters and someone photoshopped like a crown on her head. And I'm just like, did, <laughs> did you see the other movies? Like, she, okay. Okay. But, but she, I think I'm glad this movie came out when it did too, because like you were saying, Shrey, like they imagine the future is somehow still eighties, like yeah. still. Yeah. It's forever '87, apparently. In I love it. The very, very end is very '80s space explosion, where it's just yes, bright colors, neon lights. <laughs> I was like, "You're supposed to be in the future, not the past." And they were like, "Nope, shoulder pads on everybody." Also, yeah. also shoulder pads will never shoulder. go out of style, Sheree. Never. I love shoulder pads. Why were they all so sweaty on this ship? Like, do they have AC on? I ship? told you. They're all like lubricated. Like everything is like sponsored by Karen. Like they're cheap. Like I was like, oh, that highlighter is popping. Oh, it's sweat. Like it's <laughs> they go through some crazy situations on this ship. I mean, you got fucking alien shades. I'll be sweating too, and I actually get hot really fast. So I will be dead. Same. So Same. <laughs> also, all the food in this in this whole series, the food in this one, and the food in Aliens. The way that it's packaged is like yeah. what tech bros in Silicon Valley want to do. Like when they make that um, Soylent stuff, like that's what they like, that's what it looks like to me. Like they pour Cheerios out of like a nondescript space box. And I'm just like, was that to like not have Cheerios in space? Like was that what that was? <laughs> but nothing looks appetizing. None Cheerios of it. And I'm just- Cheerios money, that's what that was. No, that's what that was. does. K-Y does. <laughs> Title of the episode sponsored by KY Jelly. Like, <laughs> also, like anytime that Ripley or any of the other members, like when they're still alive, have to cut into the the, the xenomorph. I watch tons of like medical based, you know, like stuff. But but 
the acid blood is such a screwed up like part of that story. And when they're watching it like fall through all the layers of the ship, of course, Wes's face is like, oh, we're going to follow it and see how far down it goes. And he stands directly underneath it. And I'm just like, <laughs> was like don't stand underneath it. What the fuck? <laughs> I think, yeah, it doesn't. Is it Parker that says don't stand underneath it? Or is it's it? Parker. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Parker's a whole vibe. The only one besides Ripley that has any sense. Like, they're just exactly. like, can we not do this right now? And I think it's a good use of it throughout the whole, the whole first three movies. They do a really good job of using the acid blood. It's like a signifier that the aliens are around. They do a lot of really good show don't tell in the other movies. This one, obviously, we had to do a lot more of the both. Alien was drooling <laughs> a lot in this one. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. But I like that, though. I mean, like, well, not in a good way, but I like it in, not in a good way, but for, like, a hard aspect. Because it was just, like, because that was one of the things that scared me about the alien, like, that close-up of it, like, shuddering, and then you just see all that drool coming out. Like, that's an iconic shot to me. That's what I meant by liking I I agree with you. I think it's also something that makes it even scarier when at the very, very end of the movie, you get the full reveal of what the alien Mm -hmm. looks like. Because for so long, Mm -hmm. especially in the death scenes, you really only get a shadow or a glimpse or like the the teeth like projecting out. And I do think it's very, very interesting that at the time when you do finally get the full reveal of the alien at the end of the movie is when he's weak and when he's tired and when he's just Mm -hmm. kind of not... I mean, he's yeah. hiding. He, he he stuck himself in the in the place, and it is kind of like this thing where it's just like, it it is kind of a thing. It, do we only see him because he is vulnerable? Yeah, yeah. The way the alien hid, because it was always like in the ceiling somewhere or in like a little nook or a cranny. I couldn't help but wonder if this is an alien slash space roach. And that's why it's really <laughs> infestation because he hides in the grossest places and he's always like near the yeah. food. And I was like, oh. It's a roach. Yeah. I've never thought about that's that. That's why. That's why. That's why. That's why. I'm not kidding you guys. This is how I feel about like, because I'll eat crab if it's in like crab cakes, but I can't do like crab, like where you have to crack it yourself because, and you're going to laugh. I saw this movie when I was eight years old and then we went to the beach like the week after and I was like, oh my God, like, oh no. And, <laughs> and they're, I literally call lobsters like roaches of the sea because they're all related. Like well, crustaceans yeah. and ro- roaches are literally the same, like genetically similar family. And so now every time I watch this movie, I'm like, oh my God, this is like what happens when we finally pollute the earth so much that the oceans are like, F you, I'm out. Like <laughs> that's what this is. And also, like, with all the UAP stuff coming out, I was dying because of what we talked about some cool pastry, how, like, all this, like, UFO, UAP came out, and life is so batshit right now that everybody was like, I'm just too busy for this. Like, I don't, (laughs) no one cares. Like, and, and, I know, and rewatching this now, it makes me laugh because I'm like, the US government would literally never put this much money into the space program. Like, <laughs> right. literally never, unless unless we were being attacked and it was then it became Department of Defense. Like, oh, this whole movie, I was like, this is what Space Force thinks they are, but what Space Force actually is, actually, is like, rock yeah. man. Like, <laughs> it's Space Force once Dolly Parton breaks down to fund it. What? Yes, <laughs> that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, because the government yeah. even they they're not even a part of NASA anymore, right? Didn't NASA right? Like Correct. Things? Yeah, NASA so, is now not government. Uh, ugh, it's confusing. Um, 
whatever. Just I should ask my friend for, Cameron. He yeah. works there. Just, just more things for the government to lie about. <laughs> so <laughs> at this point, it's just like, I feel like so desensitized to everything that's happening. I'm just like, uh, we're going to tune aliens. in for aliens. We're gonna tune in for Aliens too, and Josh is gonna have a tinfoil hat. He's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be like, guys, everybody, it's real. It makes sense. <laughs> I have the answer. What's that meme like? Oh yeah. <laughs> putting it all together. That, that meme no. of Charlie Day. That's gonna yeah. be the next three episodes. <laughs> oh. oh my God. We should get into some hot takes. Like, what are our yeah. alien hot takes? Bobby, why don't you go first? Yeah. <laughs> Boy, you guys are like freezing up on me. Oh, I don't know oh, if my no. Wi-Fi is aching weird. I'm sorry. You said we get into some hot takes? Yeah, yeah you go like first. You said like what? Hot takes. You want to go first? Like, what's your hot take for this movie? Oh, okay, okay. Um, <clears throat> I don't. I mean, I love this movie. Um, yeah. I mean, I love everything about this movie. Sigourney Weaver, she's all that. That's my babe. Mm -hmm. That's my girl. Um, this is all that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like rewatching this movie, like preparing for this, like I have a much better respect because I remember watching this um as a kid with my mm -hmm. grandfather. And it terrified me, but watching it as an adult, I get to see a lot of things that, you know, I forgot about, you know, back then. And I love this movie. Now, a lot of people still come at me when I say part two is better than the first one. Um, and I, I understand why. But again, part two, like I said before, I just had a good time with. But this one, just put yourself in that situation. You're in space. There's nowhere for you, for you to go. And this thing is coming after you, trying to, you know, kill you. And you can't really do anything because if you shoot it, yeah, it got acid blood. It's going to fucking melt your face off. You, you have no choice but to throw it from the damn shit. You know what I mean? So, and I just have to say real quick, Jamie, you ruined crabs for me. Because now every time I see a crab, I'm going to think of it as a face hugger. And it's just going to come alive and just like... <laughs> I not love crabs, but now I just like damn. I never compared to two, but okay. Um, but I know I love this movie. I rate it a four and a half uh, out of a five on Letterbox. is is a good time. is one of the scariest movies, uh, like ever in the world, in my opinion. And yes, I'm calling it a horror movie because it is. And yeah, yeah, awesome, Josh. What's yours? Um. I, I really like this movie. I think that there's something we are so conditioned to wanting things to happen fast, to happen now, to do this, to do this. And I think something that this movie, along with the original Halloween movie, do is that they make suspense scary. You are scared because of the suspense. And I think that this is something that is just like, it's terrifying. Um, and I, I, only having seen it like two or three times in my life, and just, it's, it's, I love this movie a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, my one hot take, though. Sigourney Weaver's underwear in this movie seems like the most uncomfortable thing. And I don't know. It makes so Just much wait. sense why she is so terrified in this movie. <laughs> um, every single time she undresses to get into the um, the the spacesuit, I just think, why did they do this to her? Why, 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 why is this a thing? But that that's just my one hot take for that. <laughs> Jamie, what choice? 
<laughs> uh, Josh, just wait. Um, <laughs> just, I'm just chuckling more... over here, just like, wait. Just wait. <laughs> um, I honestly think this is one of the most perfect horror movies ever made, to be completely honest, and that's my hot take. I do agree that I come from the camp of like almost all movies could be cut down to 90 minutes. Like to me, like 90 to a hundred minutes is like the perfect runtime, but that's a personal preference. Um, but kind of what Josh was saying, like, I think we're conditioned to kind of want the, you know, automatic action, but the suspense is there. Like this movie genuinely gives me that sense of dread that I look for in a horror film. Cause like, we can watch The Conjuring all day long. It doesn't necessarily scare me. It makes my heart beat faster because I'm like on edge of what's gonna happen next. But so do thrillers, so do action movies, things like that. Um, this movie executes the horror genre, I think perfectly, especially certain tropes. Um, and I like that Ripley is more than a final girl. She's the, I mean, she's the everything. She's the mother of the cat at the end. Like she, I don't want to spoil anything for part two for Josh. Um, she's, she's the ultimate like savior of the ship itself. And um, she wants her colleagues, you know, to be what's left of them to be preserved when they get back to earth. She lobbies for better, you know, treatment of everybody on the ship, better plan execution and everything. And again, I think the only it's not even a gripe. It's just a personal thing that we could have cut like 10 or 15 minutes, like here and there, mostly for modern audiences. Um, yeah. My hot take is that like people that don't like this movie or don't think it's scary should go watch it alone in the dark. Yes. <laughs> yes. Loud. If you got like a surround sound or yes. sound or whatever, watch it loud. Yes. It's great. Sheree, what's yours? She's frozen. Oh, did we? Oh, we lost her. Did we lose her? Birthday girl, come back to Birthday me. Birthday girl's frozen. <laughs> the face hugger dropped down from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll go ahead and do mine and maybe she'll come back. Um, okay. So, my hot take is I wish more. Oh. We lost her. It's okay. We, we lost her, lost her. Okay. Well, this, um, is, the, this is the beginning of our, of oh, our, no, of our horror movie. This is it here. <laughs> How many um, more Ellie movies y'all got to go? <laughs> right. um, so I wish more writers would play with the idea of really considering when gender is needed and when it's not needed. Mm -hmm. um, because I think part of what makes Ripley great, uh, whether or not it's played by a woman or a man, is that it's written as neither. It's written mm -hmm. as a character first and foremost. And the who uh, I don't know who wrote this, but uh, whoever did. Oh, wait. I should know. Anyways. Um, knew that that didn't matter that it could be played by either one and it would still be magnificent exactly so writers would do that. Mm -hmm. and i think they did a really good job like you were saying trend of it was writing a character like a whole human being and i think there's too many characters especially within horror because i love my campy horror too with like the tropes i mean so again slasher is my favorite subgenre, so there's plenty of things to be said there <laughs> Ryan, me, silly. Yes, Ryan, ladies and gentlemen, the original writer of Alien, who apparently wrote it before he was born. Um, <laughs> like decades before he was born. Um, I think, again, this is the ultimate, uh, the first, again, 57-ish minutes 
are like the ultimate subtle dread that I think mm-hmm. makes it work as an entire film. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well. No, I agree. The dread, like when you were saying that, Jamie, it, I, now I think about it, it is like a huge sense of dread throughout this whole movie. The now, whole okay, movie. Like, Shit, it is. <laughs> I love it. Well, it, even in adding that, you also have to like think about only one person survives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Out of this entire crew, like and only cat. one person survives. And a cat. And a cat. And a cat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Most important. You have to get the cat. Right. I hate it in movies when animals die, so I'm very, very happy Me that the too. cat survived. <laughs> it's and so I was scared because I forgot, and then it was that shot of the cat, and then the alien like looking at it, and I was just like, yeah. "Oh shit!" And Don't then, you the, and you realized that the cat was still alive. So I was like, "Good." <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll just get short. Well, no, Shrey said her hot take earlier, didn't she? About she just thought it should be that it was. She was gonna say that she wants it like thirty minutes shorter. Because we talked about it too earlier, but yeah. And if she wants to add another one, we can do that. We cover aliens. So we'll be back at. Oh, I don't know what time that one is. Does anyone know what time? Four thirty. Four thirty Eastern time. We'll be back talking about aliens. So see you all there. Thank you, Bobby, for joining us. No, of course. Is anybody joining you guys for aliens? Charade, uh, it that. is. I'm not sure if it's because Jazz and Ryan, Ryan yeah, sometime. but you can hop on if you want to, yeah. Because yeah. if because originally I signed on for aliens, um, but then I think it got all mixed up for alien, and I said, you know what, it worked out because I had something to do at 4 30, but that fell through, so I might be able to join you guys, um, for okay. yeah, hop on, cool. okay, awesome. thanks for having me. Yeah, watch <laughs> the movie. Yeah, let's go. Yes, yes, go watch. Go watch the movie. See you all in a couple hours. See you in a bit. Bye. Bye.